I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners and macabre murders from across the centuries and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales that we tell. And it's episode 147. Woo! Ooh, we're getting very, very close I to know. the 50s. 150. That'd be and bad. And that means very, very close to the end of season three. I know. I can have a snooze. You can have a little rest. No, I can have a bit of a lie down. <laughs> lovely, that will. I love this. Every time you're like, oh, yes, I must lie down. Me just doing all the editing and Pretty all much. of the producing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how these things work. You knew what you were getting in for. <laughs> you are hedonism bot. Bring me my chocolate sauce. <laughs> <laughs> how are you, Nick? I'm all right. You're good. My shoulder hurts. You're telling me this now? I've got a achy shoulder. What's the matter with you? Oh, I don't know. Do you want a sh- shoulder rub? It's just like I can't move it up past like there. Oh, that's, that's not good, painful. Nick. That's not good. Like this one goes all the way up there. Your little teapot now. Oh, that one doesn't. I've been here about 40 minutes and he so I was said just, nothing. I was, I was just stirring with a drink and I thought, <laughs> Have you got stirrer's shoulder? Stirrer's shoulder. <laughs> It's an injury. <laughs> Tell work I won't be coming in tomorrow. I stirred my red hook too hard. Oh, I will give you a shoulder rub in a bit. You won't thank me for it because I'm quite no, savage. No, you'll make it hurt. Oh, okay. So my husband is running a marathon in a few weeks and I should put up the link to his charity because sure. he's running it for Calm and he's doing a fantastic job. But he ordered, on the advice of Tim, who has been uh, a guest on the show, mm. a massage gun. Oh, they look terrifying. Oh, yeah. they're. Ter- I mean, you would think looking at them... Is this a sex toy? It's really not. It's bloody not. No, <laughs> it's not that I've tried. <laughs> I took one look at it in action. To death. <laughs> one look at it and went, oh no, no, that will what? that will decimate my delicate area. <laughs> <laughs> and ben has to use it on his quads and yeah. his and his glutes as well. That's a fun experience for a husband and wife. So we'll get that. I'll, uh, he'll bring that round later. That we'll pummel your shoulder and have a laugh. Terrifying. <laughs> They do work, but they yeah. are terrifying. But you're otherwise well. Otherwise, I'm fine. Otherwise, well, you're on the second drink. Well, yes. Well, that's nice. Any poisonings this week? Um, my shoulder. Has someone hit you with a blow dart? <laughs> um, well, possibly. Your new neighbours. Oh, many builders in there at the moment. There's no neighbours in there yet. Builders, greatest poisoners of them all. Are they? Yeah. Yes, notorious with their blowpipes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'd never suspect them. Well, indeed. 
Perhaps that's what scaffolding is. The scaffolders are disguised as blow dart assassins. A series of networks poisoning people across Canterbury. Yeah, probably not. Just your shoulder hurts. Just my shoulder hurts. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Drink more bourbon, you'll be fine. Yeah, that's the idea. Well, speaking of being pummeled by guns and doing questionable things for your friends running marathons, I think it is time for us to thank our delicious Patreon subscribers. Yes, we certainly should. So first of all, we have... Tara Martin. Thank you very much, Tara. To Stephanie Clark. Christina E. Dresser Henley. Oh my goodness. I know. My lady. <laughs> That's a very fancy name. And to Katarina. Delicious. We got some very elegant people. Fancy people today. We got some fancy. elegant Patreons. Absolutely. Thank my you very much. My lords and ladies, you are so refined. We are not worthy of your patronage. <laughs> Thank you very, very much for joining us. We've had fun over on Patreon. You mm. have just kept going with the Ramsgate Mysteries. I know. Who, Who knew, knew there were so many? Who knew on the Isle of Thanet was such a den of iniquity? I mean, we all We did. all knew that. <laughs> we, we all knew that. It's proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that the police force over there during the Victorian era was shit. No, not the best. Not the best. It has to seem. Hilarious. I love mm. that episode. That was yeah, great. Yeah, I was pleased with that one. We're all enjoying Book Club at the moment as well. Yes. We've got some extra bonus material coming out soon. Another episode of PC Morris due soon. And a very, very special interview, which we'll give you guys a little snippet of, but the patrons get the whole thing, of an interview with Laura Purcell. Yeah, that sounds very fancy. The author who is sensational and is lovely. And I think is a fan of the show now. And she has her own podcast. So, And she works with John Carpenter. I was one step away from John Carpenter interviewing her. <laughs> and that, to certain people, is a very big thing. To you, you're like, well, what's happening? Okay, yeah, that sounds lovely. He, he directed the thing. He directed some films. He directed some films and they're very yeah. cool. Okay. I don't think he'd be friends with me. Probably not. <laughs> not if I do this voice. <laughs> You'll be weird and stalkery. Yeah, well. Well, Nick, are you ready? God, no. Oh, you're struggling, aren't you? <laughs> I, I don't know why today. <laughs> <laughs> to drink cocktails and talk about poison. Oh. Or, oh. or, or, we could drink poison and talk about cocktails. Oh, I think I cocktail to liven me up. I think that's a marvellous idea. Yes, indeed. Shall we go with the first one? Let's do that. Hooray, hooray, hooray. It is Mastery this week, and we can't, we can't, we can't possibly have a story without a cocktail in hand. As you know, dear listeners, every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell, and it will flavour our cocktail of the week. So with my story, my pick, yes. and this week's secret ingredient is mm. a nightingale. Yeah. Classic, classic drink ingredient. Classic drink ingredient. A songbird. Yeah. And you are looking shifty. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the easiest of ingredients. I has to be said. sent this as a suggestion. First suggestion, because every week I send Nick a suggestion based on the stories and go, okay, how about this? How about that? And he goes, okay, I'm going to choose that one. So I went, okay, well, Nightingale's one. Immediately you went, that'll work but you won't be happy. <laughs> so I spent the day going, what could it be? Is it going to be like Barclay Square or something? <laughs> I mean, that would have been a good one. And it um, shows my musical knowledge. Yeah, there. I don't know yeah. if there are any cocktails named after Barclay Square. Well, you should yeah. have looked that up, shouldn't you? <laughs> but it's yeah. not that. It's, it's not, not that. that. It's not that. You gave me this ingredient on the morning of the recording. <laughs> not a lot of time to go and get new ingredients, make stuff. So I was like, I found something. I've got the ingredients at home. That'll do. That was fine. I have another ingredient that I'm going to reveal. It's a bit late now. No, 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 no. But I'm going to reveal it during the show, and you'll either go, "Oh, there was no chance," or you'll punch me because you'll go, "Oh, that could have been a thing I could have ordered, and that would be amazing." (laughs) Um, But but that all will be revealed there. Revealed. Okay, I'm intrigued. But Nightingale. Okay, you've gone with it. I've gone with it. 
Now, nightingales are birds. Yes, right. So we are having the bird is the word. For fuck's sake, Nick. Because it looked quite I mean, interesting. I mean. <laughs> and I like the Family Guy episode with it in. Bird, bird, bird is a word. I said a bird, bird, bird. I mean, I can forgive you for that. You just, <laughs> you are so tired, aren't you? <laughs> I thought, oh, I've got all those things. <laughs> oh, that is, that is crowbar. That's why, that's why I said you were going to shout at me. Yes, I know. I thought you were going to go really obscure, but no, just no, it, it's bird, a bird. Bird. It's a bird. Right. I'm going to forgive you because I know you're very tired. And I was very tired a couple of days ago when you forgave me. You're going to look up Barclay Square in a minute and there's going to be yeah, something, be something amazing. symphony of flavours. Yeah, absolutely. And if there is, I'll make it. Hey, okay. Right, so we have a bird is the word. Bird is the word. Bird number the one, word. no less. Oh, is there it are, number one? There are more birds of the words in the world. I am ex- ex- We're having a number one. expecting this to be kind of a surfing theme, kind of surfer drink, mm, man. Like maybe. something from the West Coast. Okay, well, I think it is high time for us to surf into the Poisoner's Cabinet kitchen and <laughs> shake up a storm, so we'll see you in a minute. We'll see you in a bit. And we're back. Hello. Ooh, Nick. It is a bird's word. Bird's word. Yes, it's very yellow. It looks yellow. resplendently yellow. Yellowy bird. And I think it's yellow? I don't know. No, they're they are actually. No, no, color. they're not. They're, they're kind of a goldeny brown. Please, all the twitches are just... <laughs> I was so worried choosing the picture this week because I was trying to choose stock pictures and they all said they're nightingales. And I went on to many a bird watching <laughs> site to make sure it was a nightingale because I just knew somewhat, someone was going to come at me going, I think you'll find that's a goldfinch or something. <laughs> no, but they're kind of a tawny, yellowy... Uh, okay, I'm go- well, they're yellow. I'm going with yellow. They're a bird-like colour. A bird colour, you say. I should have brought around my book of Big Book of British big Birds. Book of British Birds. <laughs> Birds. Everyone should have a copy of the big book that of I got birds. of someone in lockdown as convinced I was going to bird watch. I was going to learn yeah, all the birds. Remember you, you, that? You were going to do a lot of things in lockdown. I was going to do a lot of things. I was going to become a gardener. Yeah. And then I went absolutely mental for birds because that was all I could do was watch some birds, got books, realised there are a lot of birds and gave up very quickly. <laughs> Not to be vulgar, but you know how many varieties of tit there are? A great many. There's a lot. Yeah. And then a starling comes along and you're like, oh, I don't know what that is. But today we have a bird as the word. We have a bird as the word. I noticed that you mixed it up before, Heather. There were no buttholes on the side <gasps> when I came in. So, mm, interesting. <laughs> okay, well, smells yellow. All right, I guess we should dive in. Yeah. So, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bird is the word. Okay. Ooh. Oh, that's nice. Is it? Mm. Ooh, ooh. Mm. That's, uh, that's sharp. It's citrusy. Definitely citrusy. Definitely a twang going on there. Yeah, it's a nice twang going on. It's got a floral hint. Yeah. Could be a fruity hint. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I like that. It's all right. I'm, I'm not blown away. You're not? No. It vanishes very, very quickly. It does, yes. It doesn't have a longevity. No. But I like the front. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's got a bit of a punch up front. Absolutely. That's that's just citrusiness. What's that expression? Better coming than going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to oh, guess yeah. there's... Okay, so there's lemon. There's lemon. You've got the lemon. Lemon. Lemons are yellow. Gin? No. Rum? No. Tequila? Yeah. Oh, yay. Hooray. <laughs> but there's something fruity in there. Something fruity. Was there maraschino in there? Nope. Okay. Uh, Orange? Triple sec? Nope. Again, Think all other, the fruits. Oh, there are no other fruits. There are no other fruits. <laughs> Apples. No. Nope. Why do I go? I just go cherry, orange, apple, Nothing. banana, banana. No. Nope. One day we'll use the banana. Lychee. Lychee. No. 
Oh fuck you! <laughs> you keep. Oh, um, no. oh, pears. Nope. Oh, I'm stressed. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Apricots. Oh, for God's sake! It's always bloody apricots. Apricot brandy. Apricot brandy. That's your favourite freaking thing. It's really oh. not. <laughs> but it's in everything, and I never remember. All right. Okay. Is this something one else? other thing? Oh, there's one other thing. One uh, other thing. Sir, sir, nope. No, no, no. Well, another boozy thing. Benedictine. Yep. Oh, fuck, is it yellow chartreuse? Think yellow. Yellow chartreuse. Yay. Oh, God. Oh, God. You said you liked it. I do you like it. I do like it. it. The yellow chartreuse wins me yeah. over. My palate has been pummeled after three years <laughs> into submission. Yeah, taste buds have been dissolved away. It's all right, actually, no, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But for, for something with yellow chartreuse in it, I'd expect you to be climbing the walls going hurrah, yeah, hurrah, hurrah. it's all right. I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, the bird is the word. They say, oh, it's a it's a variant on a last word. I mean, how... Ah, right. And you sort of get it is because you've got your base spirit and you've got some fruit and you've got something herby. Okay, so last word. Talk us so last, last word, word is gin, green chartreuse and maraschino and lime. Yes. In that. So you do your have the same thing. sort of building blocks of that. Mm. But at what point, point does a variation become just an entirely different cocktail? When, when you've actually got none of the same ingredients whatsoever. <laughs> but it's a similar sort of style. <laughs> Of cocktail. It's in the same ballpark. It's in the same yet ballpark, yet entirely like different. It. They are completely different. You've got gin and tequila, maraschino <laughs> or apricot. The same colour. <laughs> Green chartreuse or yellow chartreuse. Yeah. Lemons and limes. So <laughs> I quite like so, this version, yeah, though. Yeah, fair enough. Because <laughs> I would fling a last word in your face, and it's your favourite thing. Whereas this yeah. is my variety. Oh my God, okay. it's his and hers. So, oh, well, there we go. Have we, have we found it? A last word, and bird is a word, is mine. Because I think this is really nice. Oh, excellent. Oh, yeah. we, we found the his and hers it does oh, fade good. away to nothing so yeah. it, you are gonna it, you're gonna drink it faster mm, that's the dangerous thing about it but i quite enjoyed i'm good i'm glad not entirely unsuccessful the bird is some sort of word for you <laughs> <laughs> you two drinks lined up anyway i do yeah i'm actually you might, actually, you might have that one i'm actually even gonna pass that over to you oh really because yeah. i'm behind on drinks with you because you <laughs> no. are just caning through red hooks <laughs> i will stick with my red hook i've got here i've got you... to read words nick yeah well, drink them slowly. Okay, and read the words even slower. <laughs> and there was some stuff that went on. Well, the bird is the word, the is and the word. we have the bird is the word firmly in hand. Mm. I have it firmly in hand. Yep. Skipping towards the beach. You are just like lingering back going, is there not a last word emporium around? Yes. Is it time for a story? Ooh, I should hope so. But we're going somewhere we have very rarely gone. Okay. I'm not sure if we've ever been. Ooh, intriguing. Because we're going to Morocco. We have been. We've been to Morocco on Patreon. Patreon. Yes. We've been to Patreon, but Morocco. No, yes, but not in real world. Not in Morocco. the big world. It is 1936 and oh. we're going to the city of Meknes. Apologies if I'm pronouncing it wrong. I will limit my pronunciation of this place. <laughs> well, I think the 30s Morocco, quite a trendy place to be. Mm-mm-mm. Well, yeah, what's your feeling about Morocco well, in the 1930s? Sort of quite a big sort of expatty community quite mm. yeah a lot of people a lot of authors and sitting around drinking coffee smoking shagging everyone in sight um, <laughs> getting very drunk at 11 in the morning yeah. um this this sort of this sort of goings on you have that a little bit in the 30s more into the 40s and the 50s oh, okay. certainly sections of morocco and sections of this area are mm -hmm. under french rule so there's uh, at times it's fine and other times it's kind of mm -mm -mm -mm. mechanism at the time as it has been since 1912 is a transportation hub 
So there's a lot of goods passing through. It's recovering a little bit from a long period of neglect. It's getting new investment from the French authorities, which have now sort of sectioned off Mekanez and they have been given this area. But the threat of violence and aggression lingers over the city as native Moroccan people resist the French colonial rule and there are battles over food and resources so in 1936 this is all kind of bubbling under and you have places in Mekanez that which are pretty run down Mm. some which are quite affluent but this is where we are we're in the rundown bit we're in the not fancy opulent neighborhood of the wealthy we're in the sort of slum areas and there are some children playing in the street they're playing Mm. around and they're kicking about the place and they come across a basket a basket tied up with string Full of sweets and treasures and lovely toys. and Oh my God, yeah. That's what they think. Because it's a basket sitting around. It's been really tied up. So yeah, like there's must be some good stuff in there. Fancy stuff in there. And they go over. And it smells quite herby. It smells mm-hmm. quite sweet. So they think, okay, there could be food. There could be goods in here. Okay, right. We need to get this open, kids. I mean, it's just sitting on the street mm-hmm. next to a couple of buildings. Wow. And one building which is quite well known to people Find in the keepers. area. Oh, absolutely. So they break in. They pull it apart. These lovely aromas wafting out. And there's something that's kind of an underneath the aroma where they're kind of going, oh, oh, oh okay. Maybe <laughs> there's an undertone. There's an undertone. <laughs> maybe some meat in there that's like kind of like, oh, it's been, it's been wrapped up and preserved. Then inside, they find a pair of feet. <laughs> Not what they were expecting. A pair of hands. Uh, okay. And a head and a torso. Oh, all the bits. All the bits. Nicely chopped up and put in a basket surrounded by a bouquet garni. Oh, how delightful. Of Ready for cooking. Mint and fennel <laughs> and herbs and loveliness, so it, no one will notice the smell of the rotting flesh. Ready for the barbecue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the body of a young woman yeah. who would later transpire a teenager who is in this basket. Now, the way it is portrayed in certain things is that they pull this out and there's there's flesh still on the bone. And this is a, definitely a dissected corpse. Mm. There is flesh on the bones, but there's not a lot of it. Okay. But it's pretty easy to assemble and work out... Okay, this was a human being. Yes, where the bits went. There's other versions of this story, and this is where the other ingredient might have come in, where some people claim that the body was discovered buried under a fig tree. Oh. So figs could have been an ingredient. Oh, see, I like a fig. I don't really have strong feelings about figs because they don't taste of anything. Oh, they do. They don't. They definitely do. They don't. You only think they taste of things because you have them with cheese. No, you have. Oh, no, they do. (laughs) They do. You feel very strongly about I feel about very that. strongly about the fig. Right, when have you tasted a fig and you've gone, ooh, I love a fig? When have you gone and bought a bunch of figs and just eaten them? Apart from when you had them with a lovely, lovely rock for. <laughs> I've eaten just a fig before. <laughs> As a dare. <laughs> <laughs> to impress a girl. To impress a girl. <laughs> I can eat a whole fig. <laughs> Okay, there's a liqueur, there's a fig liqueur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I almost sent you that, but I thought you would have hit me. No, it would have been great if I had the day before, so I could have bought some. Exactly. Well, yeah, <laughs> otherwise this, this episode would have been delayed. And also, I didn't think there was enough credence because people sort of paint this picture. It was found, uh, They the children were digging in the ground and they found under a fig tree these bones. And But anyway, I, I don't know if there was anyway, a fig tree involved. No, fig, no figs involved. I think everyone else is like, there was a fucking basket on the street and there was a body in it. So everyone's going, shit. <laughs> In French and Moroccan. Mailed. <laughs> Mailed. And, and also all the Moroccans are just, just say shit, it's fine. It flies around here. The police are summoned and they think, okay, well, maybe we should just knock on the door of the couple of the uh, the, the owners of the houses nearby. Have they lost a basket of bits of Have people? Have they lost a basket of bits? And there is one house 
that everyone knows about in this area. And they all know about the owner. Maybe they don't talk about it as much. Mm. A brothel. Oh. Owned by a woman known as Moulet. That's just how she's known, okay. Moulet. Fair enough. So Moulet answers the door. She lets him into the house. She's about 46 years old. She lets everyone in. Her husband, Mohammed Ben Ali, is also there, looking very wide-eyed and standing behind her. Mm-hmm. She's quite a formidable woman. Oh. And she lets the policeman in and says, what's this all about? And she's dismissive of them. And she's like, what are you talking about? What's going on? So, well, we found this basket of body bits mm-hmm. literally outside your house. And she's like, I don't know anything about that. And she says, well, I'm going to point this out to you. Do you, do you recognise anything? There's still flesh on the bone. And then she says, oh, that, oh, that must be one of our lodgers, our former lodgers. In inverted commas. Right. A girl named Sharifa. Okay. Sharifa. But she's, I don't know what's happened to her. It, it certainly looks like bits of her body, but it's nothing to do with <laughs> me. It's nothing to do with this house. Absolutely not. At any point when the police press her and say, could we just ask you a few more questions? I mean, this is a bit weird. <laughs> Moulet snaps at them that they should remember she has saved the lives of 1,000 Frenchmen. Oh, that's impressive. How? Hmm. Well... And it's around that time that the policeman, when he's absorbing this information, going, okay, are you someone that I should know about? Mm. That you're someone special? He hears a scratching at the wall. Mm. An internal wall in the house. And he turns and he can hear some noise behind this wall. And Moulet is just trying to distract him and Mm. saying, well, it's nothing. And he says, what's the noise behind there? It sounds like a cat mewing. And she says, yes, there is a cat stuck behind the wall. Okay. We had some work done on the wall recently and a cat got behind there and we, we, we filled it up and we've got a builder coming to fix it. It's nothing. It's nothing. Stop looking at the wall. <laughs> yeah. How uncomfortable are you feeling I'm at this point? I'm pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've got horrible visions of where this is going to go. Basket of body parts outside the yeah. house. There's a mewing sound from the wall. Mm. The policeman who is just doing his job, who is just asking questions, confronted with this quite formidable woman Mm. who was saying to him, do you know who I am? I have saved a thousand Frenchmen. I know nothing about this. He is sort of saying, "Okay, I'm going to leave. I'm going to back out. There's a cat in the wall. This is a bit weird. It's not a cat. As he's leaving, he can hear a croaking voice saying, help me. That's definitely not a cat. What has happened in the Moulet's brothel? Well, someone's been walled up in a wall, it would seem. <laughs> I'm building some mystery here. Yeah. <laughs> and who is this strange woman? Oh, that I can't help you with. With such horrors <laughs> at her door. Well, let us go back, Nick, and tell the story of Moulet or Um El Hassan. Okay. Also known as... The Nightingale. Oh, very good. Uh, very good. There it is. Nice. Like <laughs> it. This is a woman with a colourful past, an opulent lifestyle, but whose downfall was swift, dark, and brutal. Mm. This is another one of our deadly women stories. Yeah. There are points in this that are hilarious. It goes south very quickly. Mm. Suppress yourselves, okay. people. But let's go right back That's, to the beginning. Okay. Before we solve the mystery of who the hell is in the wall. <laughs> Who's in the wall? Because that's troubling. Mm. Umhel Hassan, I will refer to her as Moulay from, yep. from now on, was born in 1890 in Algiers. Not much is known about her childhood. <laughs> all we know is that she was, even as a child, incredibly beautiful. That's all people commented yep. about her, regardless of her wits or her 
past. We don't know anything about her childhood or her family. We just know that she was very beautiful and she used this to an advantage as early as possible striking green eyes oh fancy okay now she would become a cabaret girl around about the age of 12 oh that's quite young yes for such Uh, things indeed so this is a fancy word for a sex worker but someone who is performative someone who is going to dance and do favors and it is freaking horrible but given her beauty she was called the most beautiful cabaret girl in all of northern africa Mm. She used her skills as a dancer and as a courtesan to her advantage so she could entertain the wealthy, the powerful. She had her sights set on anyone who could give her a better start in life. Fair enough. She wanted to make clever moves to make sure if I've got this life ahead of me, I'm going to entertain anyone who can help me. I'm going to make it as damn comfortable as I can. Absolutely. You know, scruples out the window, morals out the window, whatever is going to get me ahead of life. When she becomes a teenager and she's growing in reputation, she chooses to side with entertaining the French soldiers occupying North Africa. She's very vocal about her support for them. She said she would not sleep with any man who was not a French soldier. That means that all the French soldiers are going to come to her mm. and they're going to keep giving her money. She's going to be very loyal. And also she's reported to be the most beautiful woman mm. in Africa. She is trying to side with the people who are going to help her out. Yeah. People who are coming in and they've got the money. Absolutely. And they're going to have the power. So, yeah. Keep the authorities on the side yeah. because that is the situation in Morocco. She's being very, very shrewd. Soon she is running her own brothel in the former capital of Fez. And this is a fancy place i mean this is not your run-of-the-mill brothel Mm. this is lavish this is opulent she is the star attraction for her beauty but she hires the best dancers in all of africa the most beautiful girls french officers and rich men are lining up to come in there so it's not just a case of come in and there's a little bit of a pan shandy no it is performance it is dancing it is music Mm. it is song she has like three tiers of lady of an, yes of entertainment and they are all incredibly skilled and incredibly beautiful and refined but depending on what they want she has chefs brought in who are preparing the most lavished feasts i mean this is harem beautiful yeah, kind absolutely. of this is the place to be opulence territory she entertains it was said with gaiety luxury she used young dancers fine form berber women passive daughters from the south so she very much lent into the French officer's desire to yes. see the native Something ladies. Something exotic and very different to what they used to back in France. Very much, and she charged a very high yeah. price for <laughs> it. In March 1912, though, the mood in Morocco is turning. Mm. It's ahead of something quite quite savage about to come. The Sultan of Morocco had signed the Treaty of Fez, which meant the city became a French protectorate, mm-hmm. essentially colonisation. Yeah. The Moroccan people weren't very happy about this. No, no. Most of them didn't know for a month <laughs> that this had happened. And when they were told on the 17th of April, yeah, they, there was rioting. There mm. was rioting in the streets. We are not happy about this. And this leads to one of the most famous stories of her past and that she would dine out on for years to come. But it is true. Mm. The, the versions of the story... <laughs> I'm sure it's embellished slightly over the years. Oh, and we're going to embellish it. We're going to go with the embellished versions. We're going to okay. go with the, the light version nice. as well because it's too good not to include. So... When the news of the treaty hit the streets, you have a lot of Moroccan rebels, as they would mm-hmm. be called, taking to the street and they are kicking off. And it's violent. Any Frenchman who's on the street is going to be targeted yeah. and potentially killed. What does Moulet do in the situation? Should she rise up with her countrymen? Should she side with the men who pay her bills? 
Choice is easy. Yeah. A regiment of 16 French soldiers fled to her brothel, knowing she was friendly and Mm. trying to find a place to hide as the violence escalated on the street. They were certain to be killed out there. So Moulet smuggled them inside and she swore that she would protect them. The short version of the story is is that they hid in the back rooms. The rebels came knocking at her door, Mm. knowing that she favoured the French soldiers, asking to see them. She held them off with a gun. And she dared them to cross her threshold. One of them tried. She shot him in the chest. She was wounded in the hand, but they left. She protected these French soldiers. She saved their lives. But the short story is too, too boring (laughs) for this podcast. Let's (laughs) tell the long version. Okay. Can you see where this is going? How many does she fend off Um, (laughs) single-handedly? No, it's not that. It's it's so much better. It's so much better because you need to paint the scene in your head here. The soldiers turn up. Okay. Help me, help me. Come inside. Don't just go into the back rooms. There's not enough room there. What we need to do is just assimilate you into the background. Dress up in some fancy lady costumes. Get dancing. Not just dress up. Let's shave this moustaches off. (laughs) Let's shave your legs, love. Let's dye your eyebrows. Pluck them. Dye them. Full on makeup because these are French soldiers and they're Moroccan women. Yeah. So they have to dye their hair. They put wigs on them. I mean, this seems like a lot of work. <laughs> for, but the people are just behind them chasing them down the street. <laughs> there's a full hour of and makeup. And there's at least like three days worth of prep gone into this. <laughs> they are in there plucking, picking, <laughs> dyeing, padding, okay. padding the ladies. They chuck on all the gowns and the voluptuous, like, like making it. sure the flesh yeah. is on show, rouging the cheeks. Yeah. Pl- you know, lovely, lovely lips, luscious red lips Absolutely. in there. Tucking things away. Tucking, tucking, <laughs> tucking. You like my mangina? Douse the perfume everywhere. Douse them in perfume. Right. And then she had them arranged. Arranged. Because you imagine you walk in to the... To What's the... wrong with a cupboard? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm imagining some of these guys were 100% for this. Yeah, probably. Yes. <laughs> There's a few that are like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And the other's like, yes, I need, I need a little more, little, you know, like, contour contour right here it's good my eyes my eyes i need the blue so they come in and you imagine the foyer of a brothel like hers and it's an opulent brothel yeah. so all the girls would be sort of laying in couches and beds and divans and everything um, and all the guys were, were positioned there and they put the girls she put the girls in front of them yes so because other the lady she, they just had their tits out so like that would be distracting and the guys were sitting draped in fabrics with fans Little, little fans, little fans, airing themselves like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Arrange them like that, and then the rebels come knocking on the door. Okay. So they open the door, and they come in, and they're like, oh, hello. <laughs> Lots of sexy ladies in here. So many lovely ladies. So many lovely ladies. And Mule is standing there with her gun, and she's saying, you will not come in here and touch my girls. You will not come in here and, and mess about. There are no French soldiers in here, but you will not damage my merchandise. <laughs> and... They're all like, why have you got 16 more hookers than the last time we were in here? It's like, these are just fresh supplies. The finest, most beautiful women in all of the world have come here. And I don't know what the men were doing to try and convince the rebels who came in. Sultry poses. Probably one of them was dancing on a table doing yeah. the dance of the seven veils. Absolutely. So into it. So into it. But they're posing. They And, and Moulet says to them, well, they're just staring at the scene going, what? And she says, look, there's no one here, but you're welcome to come out tomorrow and sample the wares if you want 
And I like to think mm-hmm. that there were a few of the rebels who were like, fell in love at first sight. <laughs> Looking at some of the sexy men going, you're so beautiful. Oh, beautiful lady. I must have you now. No money's enough. Please, please, just 10 minutes. He's like, I'm all right. Thank you very much. <laughs> just a quick hand, Jenny. The rebels agree. They're going to get a freebie tomorrow with okay. the most beautiful women they've well, ever absolutely. seen. And they say, okay, we'll go. They all go. One guy stays behind and goes, does anyone not see that these are blokes? <laughs> and she shoots him in the chest. She shoots him straight through the heart. Shut the fuck up. Okay. And then the rebels come back and go, why did you shoot my friend? He's like, I told him not to touch the girls and he tried yeah. to touch the girls, so I had to shoot him. And they're like, okay, we respect you. We respect, yeah, respect the girls. The absolutely it's right. absolutely fine. We shall go out in the streets. Uh, the <laughs> men, I think, left. Some of them probably stayed. I, I imagine they would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just feels so right. <laughs> so I'm just going to stay here. Singing show tunes this long into the night. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> sexy, sexy men. Okay, whatever version of the story you want to believe, she definitely defended them. I am 100% with that latter story. It's a lovely story. It seems like a lot of effort in a very short amount of time i think that they, they were okay with that they were okay with that <laughs> i mean it i i believe it i don't yeah. know like, well, I yeah. it, depends, it depends how many girls she had there working so like all these these soldiers comes in and then she's got rows and rows of girls like some of them like doing some shaving some of them doing the makeup some of them yeah, yeah, um, yeah. got the tape measure out to make some costumes um so <laughs> oh, no, there's a whole fabric. production line of things going on also if you walk in and you're a rebel and you see 16 french soldiers dressed up as ladies you're not going to believe it as well it's a bit no, far-fetched so actually go, you know what lean into it they're going really and so, don't be so stupid <laughs> these are just lovely lovely big handed <laughs> prostitutes <laughs> their feet are huge oh yes but whatever right. version you believe yep the french she saved the men she did and yep. the french rewarded her they praised her praised her as a savior mm. she was given eleven thousand francs wow yeah for her help she was reported she is rich she is loved and she is adulated because they were so pleased mm. with what she'd done she's embellishing the story as she goes now it's not yeah. 16 men suddenly it's 30 and then it's not 30 it's 60 men uh, yeah, and we oh, reach a thousand at the yeah, end. Oh, uh, well, there's there's another reason why oh, we get okay. to a thousand. No, no, but in I'm that little story, ahead. yes, she is saying that many people, and they are still working for her at the time. <laughs> a few <laughs> stay behind, but then the rumor started. Well, not really the rumor, the murmuring that she should be awarded the French Legion of Honor. Oh, that's quite fancy. Very fancy, the highest, highest yeah. honor that the French can give because she had saved lives. Yeah. And she was known to all of these soldiers, whatever she had done, whichever version of the story, she had saved lives. And she was so proud and that's what she wanted. She wanted the respect. There was no way she was going to get it. No. Because she's a brothel madam. She's a brothel madam. So it's probably not going to happen really, is it? None of the high society French women would allow it. Even the men, they don't want that honour bestowed on a Moroccan woman who is of a lower class to them. Absolutely not. She could receive money, but nothing else. And she was furious and heartbroken because she genuinely believed she was getting the honour to the point where she was just messaging, you know, the the French contact she had and said, if you don't send it to me soon enough, when I get it, I'm going to hang the honour on the back of my donkey's ass, (laughs) which doesn't please them, really. (laughs) Genuinely thought she was getting it. There was Um. no chance of her receiving that praise. 
She would go on in 1925 to again protect French forces in Morocco. She heard tale of a raid that was going to happen during a festival. She informed the French and it saved lives again Mm. because there was going to be a massive attack. And if she hadn't told them and they credited, said, yes, she absolutely told us this. But she was never given the respect. No matter what she did, she was snubbed by high society. And that was the attention she craved she was only ever going to be a common prostitute to them yeah so after this point for 10 years she disappeared disappeared from life from her society but when she came back she was a much changed woman in both appearance in fortune and in temperament oh and i think that's time for a drink okay you've been hanging on for ages haven't you (laughs) Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, Nick. Yes? Do you have your drink? Oh, yes. Test, okay. test. Because this is where this is going to go south. Okay, right, okay. <laughs> it's been so jolly up until now. We've had fun. Yeah. We have had fun. It's been a lovely time in Morocco. If you want to stay in the brothel with all the soldiers dressing up. Sounds great. Going Singing I Like Being a Girl yeah. from Rodgers and Hammerstein. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. But. I feel a but coming on. Ten years later. Okay. Wavy lines, wavy lines. The nightingale, who was once lavish with the finest jewels, perfumes and gifts from her rich clients, has been off the radar for 10 years. Mm. Where she has been, no one really knows. But her looks have certainly started to fade. It's possible that she spiralled into drugs and that she was also working with drug traffickers and the sex slave trade. Yeah. So the older she got, the dimmer her star became. Yeah. 
everything got a little bit down. And again, being her realising that whatever she did to entertain the great and the good of society, she was never going to be one of them. No. May have sent her into a massive spiral. Mm. And yeah, that didn't have a good outcome. We next find her in the city of Magnez mm-hmm. in 1936. And it's a far, far cry from the beautiful brothel that she had in Fez. You know, that where she had the best chefs coming in, yeah. the finest clientele, the most beautiful women, an opulent lifestyle. She's now in a rundown, seedy brothel. Oh, it's a bit of a come down, isn't it? Mm, it's not pretty. She's not going to be happy. She is helped by her husband. I'm sure he's not particularly happy either. Uh, Mohammed Ben <laughs> Ali, who we referred to at the beginning. He's described as sordid and fetid. Mm. Mm. Not, not good characteristics. He's helping her run the business, but he's the least of anyone's problems. Yeah. It's her, it's the nightingale. Mm. That is the trouble. Her clients are rough, brutish men. They don't want any of the luxuries that she used to nah. offer. They want girls and they want them now. Yeah, they're not really interested in dancing and chefs and fancy food and nice wines and things. They want a shag and then be gone. Exactly. <laughs> and those girls that she has are poor, they're yeah. young and they're tormented. Much like the dear Daria from a couple of weeks ago, mm. our lovely, lovely countess. Moulet now looks at the young pretty girls working with her and for her mm. with hatred. Yeah. They have the looks and the men want to sleep with them. She's now in her 40s. Her looks were described later on as having dissolved in the fat of middle age. Oh, Ooh, that that's is a not deep very nice. Burn. That, that is really just horrible. Un- that's unpleasant. That's like women can't age. Yeah, that's yes. just mean. But this is the world that she's well, grown up in, true. that she lives in. While she lined her green eyes with blue coal, which I think is a great look, she was missing many teeth. Her mouth was described as flat, ungracious, made for gossiping, invective, and perhaps cruelty. And those are words from Colette, the great writer who would cover her court case. I'll come back to Colette on this because I'm like, "Mm." so bitter was Moulet that she began to take her anger out on the poor girls who worked in her godforsaken brothel. They are beaten, they are starved, and they are locked up. There is none of the opulence of Fez. This is a place of misery and sadness where anyone who walked through the door was not going out in a good shape. Both Moulet and Ali, her husband, he said later because he was terrified of repercussions from his wife, exacted these terrible, terrible punishments on the girls. It was said that seven girls were beaten so badly that they were crippled for life. Oh, Christ. And then came the rumours of murder. <sighs> girls would go missing. Never to be seen again. The documentation on these missing girls that doesn't there exist. There isn't any, absolutely. Because who were they yeah. and who really cared? Enough people talked mm. about it in the street and it could all be gossip, but it could be genuine. Yeah. One girl named Aika was a dancer, but she had become so ill and abused that her looks were no longer valuable to the clientele. So Moulet got rid of her, apparently by sending her on her way on a trip with a loaf of bread laced with strychnine. Oh, bloody hell. And this is a starving girl giving yeah. a loaf of bread. Apparently she died Off under a tree. Under a tree. No, one, no one cared. Yeah. No one ever looked for her. And then we come back to Sherifa, the girl in the basket. Girl in the basket. The girl in the basket. She was particularly beautiful, it was alleged. And she was a very talented dancer. And everyone who came to the brothel wanted her attention. So that sparks Millet's fury. Yeah. And interest. Jealous lady. She comes up with a new form of entertainment for her. It's okay. Okay. But it's not okay. Right. It's called the hot tea dance. Okay. She makes a girl dance naked yeah. for her clients, balancing a tray of boiling hot tea 
on her head. Right. So mint tea. It's not going to end well. Four times out of one, one in four times, it was it was calculated. It was mm. said someone did the maths. She'd be scalded. Right. And this is dancing and acrobatics and everything to the delight of Moulay and probably her clients as well. I think her clients, they're not going to, are they going to want, I mean, purely in business terms, they're not going to want a girl who is got is burnt and mm. scalded. So well, she's damaging her own merchandise in the most harshest of terms. So. Okay. This is going to get dark, okay. Nick. Oh, and it's God, briefly okay. going to get dark. It's not going to get too dark, but it's uh, going to get dark. And I'm going to have to level with you here. That in the high society brothels, lovely, beautiful, fleshed women you can do lovely things to. In a really cheap brothel, mm. you can do what you like. Do what you like. And there was one man, there was one client who loved the tea dance. Mm. It wasn't enough for him. Oh. Trigger warning, trigger warning. This is not about sexual assault, but it's about abuse. He decided that he needed to put needles into oh. her skin and then light them with a cigarette lighter. Oh, fuck's sake. To burn her. And it's during one of those incidents that she snaps. The girl Good. snaps. Well, I'm not really surprised. As you would be expected. So this is obviously a client who has watched the tea dance going, that's not enough. That's not enough. I can do better than that. That's not enough. God love this girl. He's burning her with needles. She turns around, punches him in the stomach and kicks him in the jaw, knocking him unconscious. Excellent. Absolutely fantastic. Good for you, girl. Huh. Yeah, though. it's not going to end well. Though. She, she ended up in a basket. So I'm thinking this is not going to no. go well. Not by his hand. She tried to fight back. And the other... People in the brothel, the other workers, see this, but so do Millet and Ali. Mm. But she is grabbed before she can run free. The others who have witnessed are rounded up, and this is when we end up with a policeman talking to Millet, hearing a mewing sound in the wall, and someone going, help me. What would happen is that back at this scene, the policeman would smash through the wall, and they would take out four emaciated children let's call them that they're underage yeah oh god yeah her workers who were close to death they asked for water they begged for water because they couldn't speak that was the only word they could say the moulet like runs up and tries to give the water and they croak at the policeman it's poisoned give me you give me water they take them they protect them they give them water and they start to give their story at the same time the policeman turned to moulet and ali her husband behind her moulet's like don't know what that was yeah no No idea before never seen that before that's just a phenomenon that happens in walls yeah but her husband ali behind he is not as strong as her he cracks Mm cracks and he is shouting about strangulation he's starting about beating she's going he's mad he's mad don't listen to him and then the police are like okay rounding some people up so what it transpires is that sheriffa was beaten and grotted by ali and Moulet. Then they chopped her up and boiled her body parts. There's one yes. version where they fed strips of the flesh to the cat, oh, laced with catnip, so the cat would eat it. Cat went mad for it. Have you seen the size of a cat on a human? That's a, that's a lot to get through. It's a lot. It's a lot. And then they wrap it all up and put it in a basket and then just shove it outside. Why leave it on the doorstep? Don't care. They don't care about her. And they don't think anyone's ever going to come knocking. Well, that's just stupid. Apparently so. That's why probably I think people embellish it to she was buried under a fig tree because it seems so stupid that you would leave a basket on the thing. But she just did not give a shit. The four children, Mm. the four other workers were taken and for whatever reason, what's the word? Immured. Immured. That's when you, yeah, bricks up in a wall. Immured in the wall, said, shut up, you don't say a word. They were bound and gagged. One of them was able to to break through said if you hear anyone come into the house you were to mew like a cat like which is bizarre which is a bizarre level of torture really is 
But the children were told, and this all came out at trial. This is on That's record. Bizarre. One of them bravely when hearing the policeman. That's yeah. why they were mewing at the start. But one of them was whispering to the other going, no, we can't, and just started shouting, so help me, like, like croaking, yeah. help me. Why would you want them to pretend they're cats? Because That's... of the scratching that she knew they'd be moving. Moving yeah. in the wall, making a sound. And if anyone goes, oh, what's in there? Meow. I mean, it's it's insane. It's, 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 it's insane, insane. But <laughs> this is the story that the policemen give. Yeah. And maybe it's been embellished. Maybe it's been, like, <laughs> overdone. But they are arrested. Good. News of this house of horrors spreads like wildfire. Mm. And it is very much embellished across the pond. So in America, there's all sorts of stuff that is written about things in comparison to in Britain or in Europe and indeed in Morocco. But Ali gives, the husband, Ali gives his testimony and he says he has killed many times. Oh, Christ. For his wife, because he's afraid of the reprisals. He's afraid that she'll kill him. He said other boys and girls have been crippled. They have been starved and there have been deaths. Where they are, no one records them. Yeah, a few other walls somewhere. The children as well, the emaciated children, come to court and give the evidence that they can. One screams hysterically Mm. when they see her sitting in court. She is sitting there in flowing white gowns. Oh, she's got her fanciest clothes on, no doubt. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All in white. All in white silk, like dabbing her eyes with a handkerchief. And they start screaming. So it's, you know, again, Colette comes... The writer Colette comes to cover the case. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the court reporting. It's just very, I don't know the word to describe it. It's not nice. It's, no, exactly. It's, it's In not, hindsight, when you read it, it's, it's yeah, not Yeah, it's not that sort of factual, this happened and that. It is that, yes. Judgment. It, it's judgment and embellished and as if it is entertainment, it's written. And it's not. People died. And it's not, exactly. <laughs> this is a real thing. Real people died. In a very literary, hoi kind of way. <laughs> very, very pretentious way, which is uncomfortable yeah. when you read it back. The nightingale herself, as I said, comes to court. She's in her flowing white gowns. She is stony-faced. But the only time where she really breaks and cries is when she realises that all of her French officers, all of her friends in high places, are not going to come to court and give evidence to her character. Yeah, no one's going to come and save you. They're not going to testify in her defence. And that's the only point where she gets upset because she really believed they were coming. However, in the press, they talked about how this once beautiful woman is now a disgusting old hag. They really focused on how she was fine when she was pretty, but now she's (laughs) ugly. That's what made her a murderer. That's what made her evil. (laughs) And it's not quite right. And as I said, Colette wrote at length, musing about how Millet had learned such cruelty, perhaps from her lifestyle and from men, but also being a little bit judgmental about things that were not relevant. Mm. In the end, Umm el-Hassan was sentenced to 15 years in prison. That she is. escaped the guillotine. Yeah. And that was the big controversy at the time. She was a lady as well, so it is not easy to execute a lady. Well, yeah. A lot of people thought that it was because of her friends in high places or oh, that really? she knew too much. What would come spilling out before it spilled out on the guillotine block? Well, if, you, if it wasn't done in court, then was it going to... Well, maybe. maybe. Well, she was never given the chance in yeah. court, but she could have said a lot of stuff. Mm. So she escaped the guillotine for all of these crimes. It's horrific. I mean, 15 years is 
fuck all for yeah. that. And the fact is, we don't know what happened to her mm. after this. People have surmised and had all sorts of ideas, and people have written like, "Oh, she went on to be the greatest serial killer of all time." She was Jack the Ripper. Evidence. <laughs> she was Jack the Ripper. Uh, yeah, many many years after Jack the Ripper was operational, we don't know yeah. what happened to her. She might have lived a quiet, sad life. She might have continued being an absolute bitch. Yeah. Who can say? We will never know. But plenty mm. of people have their theories about the Nightingale. Oh, I mean, that's, I mean, good but terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard that one at all. I had no mm. idea. But yeah. Wow. What a bitch. Yeah. Big credit to uh, one of the books, Lady Killers. And there's some great uh, pieces on misandry as well on Blogspot mm. where you've got loads of articles that were printed at the time covering her case it's it's horrific it's gotcha. it's really lurid and, and awful and colette wrote about it at length colette's writings i mean i'm not familiar i must admit i don't, well, I don't i've not read anything i'm not hugely so. familiar with colette yeah i know people will be familiar with her recently because there was a film about her with um kira knightley i believe oh that's so yeah and i read the pieces she wrote it was a person writing their very judgmental yeah, point of view i mean it makes you think of what happened to her in those intervening years so mm. what 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 event what what happened to her in those years to turn her from someone who had such ambitions and contacts and such a fantastic lifestyle and turned her into such a horrendous woman mm. <laughs> there must be something fairly major that that occurred well people talk about that she got, you know, she got too much into hashish, so drugs. So that mm. people kind of go quite possibly drug trafficking and that she was involved in the slave trade. So, you know, the, the, you know, all sorts of horrible, horrible things there. But we only have to look at the Countess from a couple of weeks ago of her getting older, suddenly yeah. realising that she didn't have any friends with her, that she, she wasn't going to be a part of high society. And maybe she spiralled herself into drugs and just not really being people's cup of tea anymore mm. her looks started to fade and they were like oh unless you're absolutely perfect we're not going to give you our money anymore and she just spiraled into depression and then decided to take it out on all the girls who work mm. for her you think if you're doing that though it's you've got that sort of establishment where you're not i'm sure i'm sure it must be in the end but you're i mean i don't know i'm not a brothel owner um are you not no surprisingly but you, you're selling the girls who work for you, not necessarily yourself. Well, she she had a very opulent lifestyle, yeah. it seems, at the start. But it was in her interest for those high-paying clients to keep those girls pristine. Yeah. And for them to be the finest of the fine. And it's the horrific thing about the sex the sex worker trade, you know, in, it, in, in that industry, is that you suddenly realise... Oh, I can have a really cheap brothel and I can mm. get people in who have no life and I can abuse them. And I can abuse them and I can take all my aggression out on them because where have they got to go? And yeah. that's horrible. It goes from the the best possible version mm. yeah. of working where probably those women earned a lot of money, hopefully. We don't know. Yeah, relatively well in comparison to... To the worst uh, to version. The, to the worst version. So if you are in that line of work, mm. and that's probably a better place to be than mm. um, than the alternative where, yeah. where she ended up. The Countess from a couple of weeks ago was able to abuse her servants because no one cared because she was a countess. Uh, you yeah. know, the Nightingale was able to as abuse her staff because no one cared. No one Because cared. she was right at the other end. And yeah. like, why should we care? Who cared until we found four children bricked up in a wall yeah. and a basket of bodies outside how many other people died? Oh, well, yeah. And how many other people did they not Just care never, about? Yeah, and were never found. 
Yeah, it's it's ne- it's a grim one. Ah, so yeah, now I'm sad. I know you're sad, <laughs> but if it makes you feel any better, just imagine all the soldiers who dressed up as prostitutes. I mean, yeah, I mean that's helping. Yeah, they've had a great drag night. And that's going great on if there. they wanted to embrace that side of themselves. Yeah. Absolutely, I imagine fair they play. went back the next night and the night after, and was like, "Can we do that again? Here's fifty francs or whatever." Yeah, all the all the soldiers came back and said, "You don't need to come back." No, I made a promise to that man yeah, with my eyes. Absolutely. <laughs> you wildcat, you're beautiful when you're angry. <laughs> yeah, so they were all there shaving away yeah. and they had a whole new life. They were having a lovely time. That's the thing, is that I think the soldiers took over the brothel and she was pushed out. She was that pushed was out, it. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. got depressed. <laughs> yeah. So she, she couldn't compete with the, the burly French legionnaires. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean, if we get a picture of a brothel. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm going with the French legionnaires to be I honest. mean I'm okay with that. I'm okay with like really, really hot burly guys dressed up as girls. Go- I mean, oh my god, you know, they got a bit of makeup. Up on and like oh yeah okay sorry sorry I went so, on a, yeah. <laughs> I went on a cruise there I don't know what happened so what do you think people this was a happy yet brutal story if we we don't always do the happy <laughs> stories all the way through but we have moments of humor so what do you think what do you think of this story it's one of legend really there's there's yeah. uh, several resources on it it's not talked about a lot but it got embellished so much over the years so what do you think what do you think of the story tell us your thoughts tell us your theories tell us your feelings on it what do you think those soldiers did yeah which which version are you going for yeah which version are you going for they were hit, yeah. hiding in the back and she was defending everyone off with a gun or there was I would, I would love to go with version B yeah there was a pamper session yeah There's a, there is a drawing that I will put out a bit nice that I want to see <laughs> and it's of the time they were like some newspaper like yes 100% I'm drawing this <laughs> but whatever version you go with in your head you must make sure that you have a bird is the word bird is the hand. word absolutely Sinead's not back too I have I liked it yeah oh, good I'm glad it. I mean, I may edit this, and it's maybe me going. But then you've had two red hooks. Yeah, and you had a margarita as well. And you, oh fuck! So I, you've actually beaten me on cocktails. Am I beating you? Yeah. Well, I wrote the episode, so I'm the best person. Oh, there we go. <laughs> but the recipe will be out <laughs> this evening. So by all means, mix up a the bird as a word. Let us know what you think. Are you on Sinead's team? Are you loving a bird? Oh, I'm loving a bird. (laughs) Send us pictures of any of the drinks that you are enjoying this weekend. Tag us on any social media channels that you follow. Please come and follow us on TikTok if you're on there. TikTok's a lovely place. You can find lots of lovely things and we're doing lots of funny videos. I'm going to do one soon, I promise. He says. I says. He says every bloody week I'm going, I'm going to churn shit out because he's reserved the good ones. I reserve my ones. They're my stories. I've done a couple of yours. I know you have. Rude. I know, I know. <laughs> and it went viral. <laughs> Please leave us a review on Apple iTunes if you haven't already. If you are new to the Poisonous Cabinet, we love you and thank you for joining us. And consider coming over to Patreon because no. it's a lovely place. And keep sending us your thoughts on Akatar, our book of the month. <laughs> what should we read next, well, people? Indeed. I need, I need my next fix. Thanks for listening, guys. We have been the people inside the Poisonous Cabinet. We will see you next week. And remember... Your loved ones are trying to kill you. Bye.